across the king, a place of dread and suffering. Forged in terror and filled with fears, hopeless daydreams and desperate nightmares. Husband's little radio show here. My name is Zelda Collins. You're probably wondering why I'm speaking to you right now. Hell, I'm wondering the same damn thing. See, I hate this pathetic sack of shit behind me with every fiber of my being. I only came back to Christ the King so that I could watch him die. Never. Did I expect to find him holed up in the basement of CTK Second Methodist with a two-way radio jabbering on about some podcast series with a bonus nightmare waiting to be told? When he asked me to record it, I just about told him to shove it deep. That is, until I found out which nightmare he wanted me to tell. The same one he told me the night he proposed. That's right, y'all. After hearing this very same story, I gave my heart to Willard Fresco. But before you folks get all sentimental, bear in mind we never actually got married. Willard ain't exactly keen on making things official-like. Little Willie sure couldn't wait to deflower me, though. Meaning he literally trampled through my herb garden. Something about the CIA replacing my fiddle ferns with scent-based mind control transmitters. I... So today, I present you folks with the strange affair of the spirit wife. A tale mirrored in mystery, but all too easy to understand for those of us women who have flirted with the day-to-day disconnect of domesticness. It's time to put the broad back in broadcast, y'all. Susie Bluebell, daughter of David and Lila Bluebell, lives in Liberal, Missouri. She has a daughter by the name of Dolly and a husband, Sam. Dolly's 13th birthday was September 3rd, 2015. So on September 2nd, Susie drove two hours to the Ikea in Kansas City purchased an Oakwood easel, and drove two hours home. She could have purchased the same easel on Amazon.com for $10 less with free one-day shipping. On the fateful afternoon of September 3rd, she began assembling the easel herself while Dolly was out at a painting class. Sam! 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 Yeah, hon? Where are all the damn Phillips heads? I'm gonna buy flat heads. What? I only buy the flathead ones. Same way I always buy two pairs of shoes so I can wear just the left feet. How 
Aren't those at all the same thing? Because they're my things. I'm particular. Well, I know that. What is it? An easel? Yeah, so she can paint the birds and the trees in the backyard and not get paint on the grass. I know you hate that. See? Another one of my things. So it's also a present for you, I guess. And you, because you like to go to Ikea. It's all right. Where are we going for dinner? I'm cooking. But it's Dolly's birthday. Yes, and I'm cooking. But you're a terrible cook. I'm making fudgy fondue. You mean you're going to melt chocolate, put sticks in marshmallows and strawberries? Yes. I may also put sticks in diced up pound cake. I like fudgy fondue. I know you do. You excited to make it? I'm excited to see Dolly's face when she sees the easel. I'm excited to eat fudgy fondue with you. I'm excited to go to bed. I thought maybe we could give each other more presents tonight. Other kinds of presents. You have that pimple you get on your chest when you're excited. Can I pop it? No, I want to. Can I pop it later? Are we going to give each other presents later? I'll think about it. Sam was not attracted to Susie anymore. They hadn't had sex in three months. And even then, it was only oral from Susie. I can't do this anymore. I need a flathead. Do you want me to help you? No. Madge will have one, and she likes to see me. Susie walked on next door to her neighbor's house, Madge Collins. A sweet, pretty, middle-aged thing with a taste for polka dots. Susie, dear! Hi, Madge! How good it is to see you. Come on in. It smells like something in here. Fish? Tuna steaks with teriyaki sauce and asparagus. Dylan requested it. Dolly wouldn't go near that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Devin wouldn't have either, to be honest. Is it getting any easier, hon? The time passes. We have Dylan, and he's doing wonderfully in school. He's struggling a bit socially. Well, you bring him over to our place anytime, Madge. I know he can't replace Devin for Dolly. He's a bit older. Well, to hell with age. Dolly and Sam and I would love the company. It's Dolly's birthday tonight. We're having a little party. Why don't you bring him over for dessert? I'm putting sticks and everything. That would be lovely. You're too sweet, Susie. No. Now don't go make me go shitting your tulips out front again. It's been so long since you've done that. My husband hates it. Not as much as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, Madge, can I borrow a flathead screwdriver from you? Sam only has damn Phillips head in the house. I love the name Philip. I'm building Dolly an easel for her birthday. Oh, Lord! I would have made my husband do that for me. Where is he? Henry? Henry? Henry! There should be a Phillips head down in the cellar. I'll just go around back and get it then. Thanks, sweetie. Hi, Mrs. Bluebell. What have you got there, Dylan? A hydrometer. I'm measuring the moisture in the air. It's gonna be a wet one. Oh, these bulkhead doors get me every time. 
Can you give me a hand? Now. I don't know if I can. I think they're just leaving. <clears throat> Well, all right, hon. I'll just be sick. Whew. It is dark in here. I know there's a light switch here somewhere. Mrs. Bluebell, why don't you just come out of there? I'll just be a second, Dylan. I have to show you something. Mm-hmm. What an annoying boy. <gasps> oh. oh, no. Dylan. Dylan, you still there? Are they locked? D Dylan! Dylan, did you lock me in? Help! Oh, Dylan! Bad! Somebody help! Dolly's birthday went without fudgy fondue, and Sam took her to Applebee's for chicken fingers. Susie missed her evening dose of anticholinergics. That's incontinence medicine, y'all. Oh, I can't go pee in the corner again. What are they gonna think of me when they come down here? I know I've already shit in the tulips, but this is different. This isn't a joke. I have a problem. A woman's got to have principles. All right, I'm just gonna do it. I just gotta make sure it's in the same corner they won't notice. Hard to see. Well, I've got to hold on to something. Oh. Good. This is. Is this a doorknob? It is! A doorknob! A door in the cellar? Oh, it's locked. Maybe if I. <clears throat> oh my god! It's a tunnel! And I see light. I, I can see my own hands. next door. Maybe I have a tunnel and a door just like this in my basement. And all this time I didn't even know it. <laughs> well, well, I can't stand, but I can crawl. I can crawl next door. That's not so bad. This is a tight squeeze. Good thing I'm wearing jeans or my knees would be torn up. My knees would be torn up. Maybe when I get there, Sam will be turned on by how rugged and disheveled I am. He'll want to take off my clothes, lay me in bed, and care for me. I wonder what that cracking noise is. Susie grew increasingly uneasy as the crack, crack, and a new scratching grew louder and closer. But she kept moving forward because there wasn't enough space to turn her body around and head back. The light has gotten so bright I can barely see. How can I see it's blinded me? Oh, oh is that a rat? A rat? Oh, God, a rat! They're all over me. They're all over me. I can't see them. Oh God, it's hot and I can't stick the it anymore. I think they're gone. 
Relax, Susie, you're okay, relax. I think my eyes are, are adjusting to the light. I think I can almost make out a fire and, and then some kind of, are those white rat people eating other rats? Oh! Look, a woman. Get her, hurry. Oh shit, I have to go back, I have to go back. I'm in a horror film and I will wake up and we will be eating fudgy fondue for Dolly's birthday. <laughs> I've got her! Let go of me, Astrid! Let go! Hush! She's heavy. But have a towel for my head. It's bleeding. We cannot move her! We must kill her here. Yes, the fire is going. No! Nobody's killing anybody. I'm lost. I didn't mean to intrude. But you have intruded, and now you belong to us. We will take her to Star. We cannot carry her all the way to his chamber. The fire! Retrieve the infirmary board. I think I'm gonna faint. She will not fit. We will make her fit. I won't taste very good. I eat only processed foods. You will be delicious. Anything is better than the rats. And the pets. I have a dog. Take my dog. He's a Labrador. Bring me home and you can have Pinky. <laughs> How easily you give a Pinky. <laughs> but he's old. Poor Pinky, but I can't afford his surgery. We do not need your permission. We take what we want. We survive. Sometimes we even take babies. Toddlers. I took a three-year-old once. But Star does not like that. I hid it from him and ate it in my chamber with my family. We have all done it. Star is a benevolent leader. And we are many. We are hungry. We should not take her to him. No. Take me to him. Take me to him. We must. The others have seen. He would discover us. He studies, rehearsing at this time of night in his chamber. He does not like to be disturbed. He likes you, and so you will disturb him. You are mistaken. He finds you attractive. Your hair is not white like the rest of us, but almost blonde. You have what a great-grandfather Gable used to call Titties. I cannot help that I was born with titties. You should be proud. You are almost like a real woman. Like this woman. She is very beautiful. I would like to keep her hair. We will make a way out of it. Do y'all have a bathroom? I have the board. Should I knock her out? Suppose we need her to move? I'll do it. What? On three, we will heave. One, two, three! three. You, you go left, go, go left! I cannot hold it much longer! Liliana, I can take more away! Why is her bottom so wet? Yes. Oh, and the smell of it! Oh. <sighs> 
are. And so the creatures, called Gables, carried Susie through winding tunnels, lit by flames to the star's private cave. Most of the chambers were empty, as the other creatures enjoyed the feast and fire. But the few remaining in their caves looked at Susie hungrily. When they reached the star, the womanly Gable, Liliana, called into him. Star? Star? Are you there? Liliana, is that you? Yes. I am coming, Precious. Precious. He has a name for each of us. You know that. Yes, and my name is Beavis. Mine's Butthead. Revive the woman. Do you have some bacon? <laughs> yes. <coughs> is that... Is that bacon up there? It's made out of cat. <sighs> the especially fat one. We do not even remove the fur. It makes it crunchy when you fry it. I like Himalayans. I'm gonna hurl. Susie? Mrs. Susie Bluebell? You know her? Devin? Oh my god, Devin, honey, all these years! They know each other! Why, just this morning I was with Madge and, and Dolly. Oh, it's her birthday. I missed her birthday. There, there Susie. You're dressed like a medieval prince. I was rehearsing Shakespeare. You were rehearsing Shakespeare in a cave and underground liberal with a colony of little albino rat people? We have brought you this woman so that she can be killed immediately. Immediately! I am an actor. We all thought you had died. What have you done? I am dead, as you once knew me. Silence her! What do you mean you are dead, Star? She peed on us! I have an incontinence problem and I... I was locked in the basement! The cellar? Yes! So I, I went in the tunnel, I... I'm so tired, Devin. I, I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad to see you also, Miss Bluebell. Do not comfort her! What are you waiting for, Star? You've grown so much! How is Dolly? I'm sorry you missed her birthday. Who is Dolly? Why are you acting like this? My daughter. Is she small? Let's take her. You have a daughter with this woman? With this Susie? Of course not. Does anybody have a tissue? I'm running like a faucet. What in Marlin's name is a tissue? Put a rope around her throat. I cannot. Then we will. Ask them to let me go. Take me to Dolly. I have had enough. And I... On my couch! No! Liliana, wait. Do not touch me. You disgust me. It is clear you are in love with this woman. I am not. She... Susie Bluebell is my mother. Take my hand, Mom. 
star instructed Drake, Cyrus, and Liliana to rejoin the feast, leaving he and Susie alone in his cave. Unbeknownst to him, Liliana lingered near the entrance, listening in on their confessions. Where are we, Devin? This is the tunnel from Christ the King. It was used decades ago to transport atheists out of this town to refuge in Liberal. And these creatures are inbred liberals? No. These are a whole other kind of people. My fans, my students, my friends, my people. These are Gables. Like, like Coral Gables? Like Clark Gable, the king of Hollywood. He had a brother, the Golden Marlin Gable. He also aspired to be an actor. But Marlin was the less attractive, less personable, less outgoing of the brothers. Though equally gifted, he had one brown eye and one blue, as did the rest of his family, a trait that often made people uneasy. Well, I am more than uneasy. He was a legend, and they are good people. You must be patient with them. They want to eat me. They have not seen a feast like you in many months. You cannot blame their excitement. And being a bunch of cannibals, a, a bunch of criminals? Where is your head at, boy? I am a star now. Their star. I have to act according to the responsibility I have been given. Then why did you say that I am your mother? They have a great respect for family. When Hollywood rejected the golden Marlin Gable like cellulite, he resigned himself to a quiet life in Missouri with many children. Gradually, the town saw less and less of the Gables. Their mother came out occasionally for groceries, and their father for a hooker. Eventually, the town stopped seeing them at all. I don't like this. Many years later, an exceptionally desperate old hooker, Miss Honeybush, went looking for Marlin and found the door to the house open. There was not a sign of life, but the Frank Sinatra record playing on repeat in the living room. Miss Honeybush made her way to the cellar and found there a tunnel carved into the wall. She called into it, Marlin! Marlin! Stop! Devin, I don't want to hear the rest of the story. I don't want to hear it. Miss Honeybush wandered into the tunnel and found a maze of tunnels crisscrossing under the town. They progressively got smaller and smaller until Miss Honeybush came at last upon a big, bright fire surrounded by a small group of figures. They were very white in their skin and hair, and small in stature. Miss Honeybush would not have recognized them had it not been for their one blue eye and one brown, the Gables. They had interbred and developed a small colony, living in caves underground. And then they turned to look at her. Miss Honeybush never came out from the tunnel. Let's go. Let's go home right now. I wasn't kidnapped, Susie. I ran away. Stop playing with me, Devin. You have a perfectly fine home. My mother never supported my dream to be an actor. No mother wants her child to be an actor, Devin. But Madge would have come around. One night I went down to the cellar to get a screwdriver, and I ran into a small, pale creature trying to steal our cat, Gertie. It was Liliana. She told me of the legendary Golden Marlin and invited me to one of his acting lessons. I went and never came back. Neither did the cat. I decided to study with him permanently, and in the last few years of his life was his prodigy, his friend, and his lover. At 11? 
when I tell your mother about this? Marlin was the greatest inspiration I have ever known. He passed on to me everything he knew. And they asked me to take his place. Devin, this place is a total shithole. I don't care what you've been through and how it's changed you. I'm leaving you down here over my dead body. Well, that can be arranged very quickly. What has gotten into you? I have worked very hard to become a self-sustaining artist. I teach classes, I run the theater company. My hands are covered in pin sticks from sewing costumes out of dog skins. And yes, I live on rats. Liliana is writing a new work for our spring production. And I may take her as a wife if it's any good. If it's any good? I've had enough of this. You have no right to take away from me what I have earned. I am proud of how determined you have been in the pursuit of your art, Devin, and I will support you 100% as you continue to be an actor. We can talk to your mother. You can start auditioning. She will never listen. Oh, well, th then you will come to live with me and Sam and Dolly, but this is no place for a young boy. Don't you see? I am not a boy anymore. I am a man. Devin. This is no place for anybody. This is hell. It's not so bad once you get used to the diet. A pile of cardboard and rags. Is that your bed? Yes. And you like sleeping on it? You wouldn't prefer a nice, soft mattress? A quilt? You are jealous because you've never had the courage to do what I've done. To leave your husband so that you can be happy. I love my husband! And does he love you? Marriage is complicated, Devin. Complicated so that you must become overweight? So that you must become depressed? So that you must settle into a role that doesn't befit or benefit you? I am not happy with my body. That doesn't mean I am unhappy with my life. I asked if Sam still loves you. I... I don't know, okay? I, I don't think so. What do you want from me, Devin? You, you don't know everything, and, and you're wrong to treat me this way. You're wrong to have come here instead of confronting your parents and becoming an adult in the world you belong in. I'm sorry. We miss you. I know. I'm trying to save you for fuck's sake. I know, I'm sorry. Dolly misses you. I miss chicken fingers. What? Sometimes I sneak above ground in my priest costume to get chicken fingers from McDonald's. And I still glance us at Dolly writing in her diary through the window. She turned 13 today. We missed it, and it's my fault. We can still make it. Let me hug you, sweetie. Chicken fingers are so good. I know. We can get some chicken fingers. Dolly likes them, too. Do you... do you have a tissue? You can use my shirt. Thank you. Now, Devin, do you think you have a costume that'll fit me, too? Yes. My mother used to stroke my hair like that. Can you keep doing it? How much time do we have? They'll be at the feast for hours. 
And you know of a way to sneak us out of here? Yes. You're such a smart boy. Yes, I am. I am a star. Liliana left Devon's cave to go find her companions, Drake and Cyrus, at the bonfire, and pulled them aside. The three made plans in secret. I have been listening to Star with the woman he calls Susie. She is not his mother, but the mother of his former lover. She has come to reunite them. I say we kill them both. Find the young bitch and kill her too. Keep calm, Liliana. Star would not betray us like this. Perhaps he was trying to persuade the woman to leave him. He was. But clearly, he has affection. Set your personal fears aside, Liliana. He is the chosen one of the Golden Marlin. Forever may he rest in peace. He responds to her as Devin. I do not trust him anymore. He will leave. To say this is to say that you do not trust our ancestors, the very foundation upon which our society was built. Star had a life before us, a family, but he is one of us now. He loves us. I have not shared this before, but I have found McDonald's wrappers in his chamber. Shut your mouth or I will slap it again! More than once! He has even offered to let me try a nugget in the dressing room after a passionate rehearsal of Romeo and Juliet! Did you take it? No! Swear to us that you have spoken the truth. On the Golden Marlin! I swear on the Golden Marlin! I... I must admit that I saw him with a roll of toilet paper once. What was he doing with it? He insisted that he had found it on the ground in the passages and meant to turn it in. But he was in the midst of wiping his chuckus! Ah! For Marlin's sake! That liar! Let us go find him! He may have already left! Should we not tell the others? No! We must keep this between us and his reputation intact. He will suffer in private. I will make sure of that. You can borrow my pussy cracker. Do you know which path he travels, Liliana? Of course. I am the one who led him here. It is the path to 385 Ford Road. Ugh. He's from the Whiter House. The homestead of the Golden Marlin. He grew up in the Whiter House. <gasps> Truly is the star. Let us hurry before we lose him. Susie and Devin, dressed in the largest of the Gables theater costumes, hurried down the path to the Whiter House. You must hurry, Susie. My fryer rope keeps getting caught up in my knees. We're almost there. This path on the right will lead us to your basement instead of mine. I have to pee again. Do you want the cup? Well, look who it is. Oh, damn it! 
where do you think you're going? Leaving me without even a word of goodbye. I'm just taking my mother home. You're eating chicken fingers and toilet paper behind our backs is what. You don't eat toilet paper, child. You spied on me? I had to. In the name of the Golden Marlin Gable. In the name of the Golden Gate Marlin, you three will let us go. <gasps> she takes his name in vain. This boy does not belong to you. He does not belong to you. He is our star. That I caught in the cellar instead of a cat. Is this a new play? No. It's not finished yet. Devin is free to do whatever he wants, and what he wants is to come home with me. Isn't that right, hon? Yes, my friends. Susie Bluebell speaks the truth. I am sorry to have misled you. Rather than assume an unrightful place as your leader, I must leave you now. Forever. No! Susie, run! I can't run in here! Get her! Liliana! Unhand me this instant! Don't you know that I love you, sir? You are my twinkle. You are my life! You have been working on the same play for three years, Liliana. I want it to be perfect! I don't even have a first draft. <laughs> Get her! Get her hands! Was I supposed to bring her over? Get off! Get off! Don't touch me there! This is our moment. The moment we bond forever. Kiss me! I don't really love you. You have been pursuing me. Because it was appropriate. <laughs> Susie! We'll drag her. Susie, are you alright? <laughs> Forget about her! I will not! If you stay with us as our star, we will let Susie go. She may perish regardless with that knee of hers. Then we will feast on her body. Tis a pity! Such a strong, beautiful woman. I will take her hair! No! I will! Devin, don't listen to them. I'm going to be fine. No one is going to get this hair. We will make a wig to be donated to the theater group. The theater will perish without our star. Star, you must decide. If you come with us unwillingly, we will make you both prisoners. But we will put you in cages and use you for our own... Entertainment! We will braid Susie's hair and burn her toes! So that she can only crawl and make her eat dog food in her underwear. <laughs> we will put you in a cardboard box with armholes and leg holes and make you run around like a car! Decide! I... I... I will stay, willingly, in his place, if you agree to let Devin go. 
Susie, no! Devin, you are right. I have a terrible home life. My husband doesn't love me. I have a dog, but I'm allergic to him. I've lost my figure. The only thing I have to live for is Dolly, who will soon grow up and leave me. We can fix that. We can help each other. We can't do anything. I've hurt myself, and there are many more of them behind us. One of us must stay. Yes, one must stay. The one. What do you have to offer us in his place, Susie Bluebell? Without new blood, your colony will be struck by deformity and perish. I can bear you the children that Star cannot, that your small, manly bodies cannot. I am a wonderful mother with a fertile stomach. You cannot listen to her. She's blinded by the pain. I can be the mother of all. The spirit wife of the golden Marlin. The spirit wife. My youngest brother has two left feet and my eldest is missing an ear. My mother has been bent over all her life. <laughs> I cannot produce sperm. So you accept my terms? Yes. Yes? Liliana. We have had more miscarriages this past year than deaths. I cannot bear to look at another corpse of an unborn baby, but you must prove to us that you can survive in our world. You must eat a rat. Now! I have one in my pocket. Alive? From the feast. Here, take it. Ah, uh, okay, should I? What part of it should I eat? The head. You don't have to do this, Susie. Oh my, oh, nails. Okay, okay, here I go. Well, baby. How do you like our rat spirit wine? It's tangy. Unhand the star, henceforth known to us as Devin. I have not given my consent. Take me, take me back instead. I will wrap the knee of the spirit wife. I will wash it with my saliva. Devin. You have your whole life ahead of you to make the right choices and be happy. Go. Go and be more sensitive, strong, sexy, and heartbreaking than Clark Gable could ever be. Just don't ever break Dolly's heart. Do me that favor. But how can I leave you like this? We will take care of the spirit wife. We love her. You love me? Yes! Oh my! She too came from the wider house. It is destiny. We will carry you home, spirit wife. One, two, three! <laughs> this is nice. I like this. I promise, Susie. I promise to take care of Dolly. Perhaps one day, when I am old and haggard and used up and I have left many grandchildren, 
I will return to see the star you have become. I will. I will be a star. Goodbye, Devon. Thank you. Say goodbye, children. Goodbye, Devon. Goodbye. Spirit wife, will you have my brother's first child? No, mine! Well, you can all have your turn and I'll take whatever sticks. And that is how Susie Bluebell, mother of Dolly, wife of Sam, became the spirit wife. Devin went on to become a very unsuccessful actor. The biggest role he ever landed was on a Disney Channel sitcom playing a kooky uncle with a limp. Parents found his portrayal of the character to be so disturbing that it was promptly recast after one season. After three years of marriage, Dolly Bluebell left Devin to join the Peace Corps. Much like her mother, she was taken in by a small village in Mongolia, where she became the resident natural healer. She had many sexual partners, and many children, and never returned home, effectively sparing herself from a long, hard life filled to the brim with... Willer? That you? Willard! Oh, jumping Jezebel, come on, Willard! Stay with me! Breathe, damn it! Willard! Willard, I love you! You have been listening to Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri. Episode, The Spirit Wife. Featuring the Christ the King players, Luzanne Remar as Susie Bluebell, Ryan Gaffney as Sam Bluebell and Devin the Star, Andrew Daradine as Dylan and Cyrus, Ellie Beard as Madge Collins and Liliana, Justin Anselmi as Drake, Sam Lasseter as Additional Voices, Willard Fresco as himself, and introducing Zelda Collins as herself. Recorded at Christ the King Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Narration recorded by Zelda Collins in the basement of Christ the King's Second Methodist Church. Traumatized by Gabrielle Linhard. Edited by Jack Healy. Mastered by Travis the Young. Opening and closing themes by Arrington Dadiniso and Willard Fresco. And additional music from Kevin McLeod. Sound effects from freesound.org and the YouTube audio library. Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri brought to you by executive producer Willard Fresco and co-producers Reeves Elliott and Jack Healy. Copyright 2017 for Christ the King Productions. All rights reserved. Please rate and review on iTunes, and if you can, support us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps to keep Willard and the nightmares alive. <laughs>